following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. I'm so glad you're with us today because we have a lot you're going to love hearing we're broadcasting from Scottsdale, Arizona, and I will, I'm just going to change a little bit from the way we usually start. Those of you who listen to this show on a regular basis know that I spend the first few minutes just setting the tone of the show. I'm not going to do that today because I want every minute possible to talk with our guest. So go to the self-improvement blog sometime and take a look at her picture. Know that the book review and the bio are there for later. And please, please watch the videos in the right sidebar. I've never put a welcome to my website by a guest on my own website before, but I want you to watch hers. It's the first video in a series of four that I put on because it, it gives you an idea of how warm and welcoming she is and how warm and welcoming um, a, a place that's supposed to help you can be. I was quite taken with it when I saw it, and I really wanted to share it with all of you. Um, I want you to experience this one. Please don't miss these videos. They are so very good. Our guest today is Dr. Deborah Carlin. She's an expert in the field of the human condition and self-development, and that's what we're all about here. She's helped individuals and guided leaders and corporations to become the best versions of themselves. As a social psychologist with clinical training at Washington University Medical Center, she's a popular speaker and writer, as well as a consultant focusing on the performance of people within their organizations. She received her master's and doctoral degrees from St. Louis University. And today we're going to talk about building a personal blueprint for your life. It is such a pleasure to welcome Dr. Deborah Carlin to the Self-Improvement Show. Deb, welcome. (laughs) What a nice introduction. Bless your heart for that. Thank you so much. And thank you for sharing my videos. Well, I, I just, your your videos are so rich that I don't want anybody to miss them. Honestly, I haven't seen any like them, and I spend a lot of time looking around to see what's available to tell the people who read my blog about and to tell mm-hmm. the, the listeners of the show about. And honestly, yours gets 
if there was something above A plus, you, you would get it from me. <laughs> well, as a longtime academic, A plus means a lot to me. So thank you. <laughs> I know. I, I used to teach, so I'm into A's and A pluses and no yeah, F's. We great. don't do that's F's. Um, tell great. us a little bit about yourself. Who is Dr. Deborah Carlin? <laughs> well, usually I give kind of a smart alecky response to that, and I say, "Well, you got to wait for the um, for the screenplay to really know who it is I am." But all uh, kidding aside, I'm a I'm a person who absolutely loves this life, and I love humanity. I I realize that sometimes when I'm introduced as a psychologist, people get a little nervous which is why I have had my team write and work with me to write my introductions and my bio describing me as an expert in the field of the human condition and self-development because I want people to be disarmed when they meet me. I don't want them to be recoiling. I love people. I love responding to the requests for help that people present to me and have my entire life, long before I was a psychologist. And, and that, that is the core of who, who I am. I, I'm a person who, who believes that we as people have a phenomenal opportunity to have a life that is a life that we have dreamt about and we have craved from the time we were little. And we have the equipment to make it happen, but we either don't believe we do, or we get scared of it, or we don't know how to do it. And I, I have studied it. I've studied with some of the most incredible people on the planet, and I had wonderful parents. I'm a product of all of that. And that's who I am. You know, I'm, I'm just another person out here who's trying to do something purposeful with this life. That's who I am. <laughs> and that's that's why we're talking to you. I mean, you really, <laughs> you really got my attention. Um, as much with your energy and your attitude as by what you said. And honestly, people, if you'll look at her videos, you will feel so loved by listening to what she has to say. Um, mm. I, I don't know how else to say it, Um but you you almost come across with a hug in some of those yeah. videos, and I love that. You know, you have a really busy life. Tell us a little about your counseling practice and your speaking and all of the things that you're doing, and then how can people find you? I am very very easy to find, and and I have a I've made a commitment to myself to pace myself. So in the midst of being. Um, actively scheduled. I, I try not to say busy because then people think you don't have time for them. I'm actively scheduled, but I always have time in my schedule for people who want to talk to me, people who are looking for some sort of help. And by the way, I'm not I'm not um, I'm not bound to any particular uh, city because of Skype and the internet and what we can do by email. I have clients not only all over the United States, but I actually have clients in different parts of the world because when you need help, it doesn't really matter where the person is. You don't always have to sit down face-to-face to get the help that you need. Being able to talk to somebody who will actually listen to you is really the trick. And then getting somebody who's got the expertise that they can actually give you 
some feedback and guide you down a productive path is what you need. So really, if somebody wants to find me, the easiest thing to do is to Google my name, and then you're going to see all the different options you have for looking at my stuff. So you can either go to Google and put in Dr. Deb Carlin, D-R-D-E-B-C-A-R-L-I-N, and then you can go to my website. And as, and as you were saying, you know, I have video on there. One of the things that people don't often find is on the header off the main page, you can go to uh, Inspirational Resources. And what inspired the book, Build the Strength Within, is a 16-video series that I did, all of which were um, filmed at my home, in the house, in different parts of the house, in the gardens that I have. And, and I really wanted to give people a sense of warmth and hope and comfort in those videos, and um, you know, it was a little—it was a little nerve-wracking for me to do it because I felt uh, my vulnerability. But I thought, well, you know, so what? I'm here to try to help people, and so I'm inviting people to actually be in this dining room, in this kitchen, in this garden with me. And so that's another experience you can have off the off the website. You will be able to connect to all of my social media outlets. I have a team that works on them with me, but I look at those social media outlets and messages every day and do a lot of the responding to them myself. I blog at least three times a week. And I also, by the way, um, would like to talk to you about being on, on my show because I have a, a show on blog talk radio, which is called The K-Factor. Where that was my next to- question. So tell us yes. about The K-Factor. Yeah, the K factor, where K equals kindness, and the factors are all the things that lead to it. And I had been doing that once a week, and now we're actually doing it three times a week. So it's a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday show, because there's so many fascinating people that I want to have on, and I get so many requests to talk more about what Build the Strength Within is about, and in addition to that, I, I do speaking engagements at least twice a week because I really want to be reaching as many people as I can with my message. And so I'm doing live presentations at least twice a week, wherever it is I am. So I travel a fair amount and I try to line up an audience wherever it is that I'm going to be headed. And if if anybody wants me to come and speak, all they have to do is agree to get an audience together and we make the arrangements and I show up and we make it happen and People get a copy of the book and the blueprint, and we have a good time with it. And a good time with it is maybe the most important part. <laughs> what do you consider a good audience? What, what size do people have to get together to have you come? Well, they should get, you know, here's the funny thing. If, if you're alive and breathing, um, <laughs> if, there's, if there's only you and we make an arrangement, we can make an arrangement. If you've got... 20 people or you've got 20,000 people, I really don't, I don't care. I, I love people and I'm not afraid to talk to people. Audiences don't scare me. Well, they scare me a little bit, but <laughs> I maintain my, my calm and I, I just do what I can to reach people. You know, I've done, I've done book signings where I get, uh, you know, maybe, 60, 75 people show up. That's absolutely lovely. That actually makes for a pretty intimate group. 
believe it or not. And I think that's, I think that my opinion about how large or how small a group can be comes from my experience of teaching at, at universities where I would have sometimes 250 kids in a class, but they would always remark that it, it felt like a small group because of the way that I would interact with them and, and different exercises that I would do with them. So I love talking to small groups, large groups, as long as people um, are, are paying attention and they're engaged and they actually want to be there. That's, that's the trick. And by the way, even if I get people who don't want to be there, I work hard to turn them around. <laughs> I, yeah, and I would think that people who kind of were dragged there by somebody who said, oh, you just got to hear this and went mm-hmm. kicking and screaming, <laughs> I would mm-hmm. think they would go out with a smile. I would think they would go out saying, hey, I'm really glad you brought me because yeah. you you invite that kind of response. Or at yeah. least that's my take on it. I, You know, I, wh- my thought about this show was, oh, gee, I wish we could just sit down in front of a fire and have a cup of tea and just talk. Yeah. <laughs> and just talk. So, in a way, we are. And in a way, we are. I don't have any tea, but we could probably get that arranged if needed. It's time for us go. to take a break. So before we get into the book, let's take a break now. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Deborah, Deborah Carlin, saying stay tuned. We'll be right back with much, much more. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Dr. Deb Carlin. She's written a book called Build the Strength Within, Create a Blueprint for Your Best Life Yet. 
It's a it's really a wonderful book. I encourage that you get it. You can read the book review on my blog if you want. You can order it right there. You can go to Amazon. You can go to her website. Uh, just get the book. Uh, it, we're going to talk about it. You'll see as we go through why you need this book. Uh, Deb, what is inner strength? How do people know if they have it? Is it the same as resilience? You know, what do you see inner strength as being? Mm. I love when people ask me that question because everybody asks it a little bit differently. And here's the deal. First of all, everybody has inner strength. And your inner strength is that beautiful part of the human condition that makes us a human being. If you are alive and you are able to hear these words, you have an inner strength. By the time you are up and moving and learning language and walking and talking, you have survived all kinds of things. You've survived happiness and sadness and learning and not learning. And the only way that you are able to put one foot in front of the other and continue down this life path is that you learn that you're strong. Oh, yeah, even as a toddler, even as an infant. Oh, yeah, I can do that. All right, I'm going to do it again. We start developing a pattern early on, understanding that we have a communication network within ourselves, and and a a huge part of our inner strength is our self-talk, and we all do it, and and we've been doing it from the moment that we were conceived, I think, and we certainly do it from the moment that we start taking our first breath, and then we start interacting with this world. It is about resilience. It is about fortitude. It's what it. It's what is our self-esteem, our self-image, and our self-concept. And everybody has it, but we divorce ourselves from it, and we think we don't have any. When in actuality, if we pause just for a moment, we can feel it, we can touch it, we can tap it, and we can build upon it. And that's a really beautiful part of life. It is, and, and you know, I wonder sometimes why people work so hard to take it away. You know, by, sometimes by the time we finish grade school, we're so convinced that there's not much to us. That, and to me, it's a really sad thing that we hear parents saying, oh, you'll never amount to anything, and we hear teachers saying, why can't you be like somebody right. else? Um, but, you know, that happens And you're here to say that we don't have to stay there. I love the first question in your book. You start your book by saying, (laughs) how's it going? Is your life running you? Are you running your life? How's it going for you? You know, and I'm thinking, did she really ask that? Um, Maybe I I need to sit and think about it. Yeah, and I'm thinking, you know what? That's a great question. Why did you start there? Well, I like to. I really like to cut to the chase. And <laughs> you did. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a pretty non-threatening question because it's a very can, penetrating question. Yeah, but people can goof around with it all they want. You know, you can you can get silly with it. You can be serious with it. You can, you know, you can do a lot of things with it. But but when somebody is sitting by themselves, and and that's the question being posed to them. You really do have to ask yourself because we do we do it routinely anyway. I was trying to 
ask a question that I know that everybody poses to themselves. How's it going? Oh, my gosh. And they either, you know, they take off from there. It's either oi or yay. Yeah. Oi vey. Yeah. 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 And, and so when I started this work, I had a gal working for me, Cody Long, who is a really great creative entrepreneurial spirit. And she's good friends with an artist in Lavity, Missouri, Brian Haynes, who's really very well known and it's just absolutely lovely. And I was talking to the two of them about my concept about this book and I, and we, we kept talking about, kept coming back to talking about Atlas. And how there's this figure of Atlas and he's, you know, he's carrying the world upon his shoulders. And if you allow yourself to believe that how it's going is crummy and you've got so much stress and so much burden and, and you just, you feel beaten down by life, you'll collapse under carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. And you don't need to do that. The dark shadows that haunt you will dissipate and it will become the green grass under your feet if you allow yourself to stand up straight, look at yourself in the mirror, eyeball to eyeball, tell yourself that you're good, you're lovely, you have a beautiful interior that's like a garden that is magnificent because it is, and tell yourself that you love yourself and that you want to know who you are because it is so good and you can manage everything that life brings to you It'll take two hands, but you can stand up and do it. It's not going to hunt you over. That's what I want people to get into when I ask them, how's it going? I want them to land there. But you have to ask that question first and be honest about your response. And that artwork so clearly says that. You can do Mm -hmm. meditation after meditation just looking at that artwork. Um, Mm -hmm. I found it quite profound, and I love the art throughout the book. Thank you. We put a lot lot of thought into it, and we also put a lot of heart into it. I like the man with the big heart. (laughs) He's all the way through there. I love him. Well, you know what that, that is? What I said to Brian Haynes was, I need to have a man who, a person, you know, a, a man. I, you know, I don't get into the gender thing in terms of, well, it's a man, I can't identify with it, or it's a woman, I can't identify with it. It's a person, and it's the thinker. It's the classic of the thinker. But I wanted the thinker to have a heart because the thinker without a heart is nothing. And you talk about thinking with the heart, and that's mm-hmm. a concept that some people just can't get. How do I think with my heart? Those of us who are very literal, um, we yeah. think, well, that's a muscle. It pumps blood. How, you know, blah, blah. How can I think with it? How, how do you tell people to, th- I, I mean, I, it's, it's wonderful when you start thinking with your heart. How do you mm-hmm. teach people to think with their heart? And well, what, what, I, what I ask people is, tell me what you think about something. And then, well, let me, let me ask you a question. I'll, I'll do this directly with you. Tell me what it is that you think about the transition from summer into autumn. What are your oh. thoughts about that? <laughs> what do I think about Well, I live in Arizona and there's not much. 
you know, we're okay. still in, well, today's cooler, but we've been up in the high 80s until today. But if I lived in a normal place, and yes. even here sometimes, it's exciting to see everything change. And it reminds me of the life cycle. And mm-hmm. wonderful things happen in autumn that don't happen in any other season. I mean, I could go, I love autumn. You know, the leaves <laughs> change, the air gets cooler, kids go back to school, we have different kind of vegetables. You know, it just goes on and on. It's wonderful. Okay. So, as you are describing that to me, I want you to tell me what kind of feelings you have. Oh, I always have lovely, happy feelings about autumn. Fabulous. That is called you are thinking and you're integrating your heart with it. Yeah. And, oh, my heart's all people, over the place. <laughs> well, and you know what? Our hearts are all over the place. And, and, and even when people speak and they don't think that they're speaking with their heart, one of the things that I absolutely love about human beings, and regardless of what you think of Sigmund Freud, he was a brilliant man, and one of the things that he said was people really always tell the truth. People always reveal who they are and what they are. They leak. We all leak. And, yeah. and it's true. And it's a beautiful thing. When we are speaking, the words that we use reveal everything. We can't hide anything. And as you were speaking about an innocuous object like the seasons, it's not innocuous at all. The changing of the seasons holds a tremendous amount of meaning to you in terms of events, but those events are attached to emotions and experiences that you have, and you were using the word love, and then the lightness in your voice came through, and it was absolutely delightful to hear you talk about the change of seasons because you were speaking about what it meant to you. You should hear me go on about spring. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things you do in the book that I find extremely meaningful, and if you look at most people who belong to the workforce, uh, they're divided into two. They're not like all golf divided into three. They're divided into two parts, personal and business. Uh, And the saying goes, it's not personal, it's just business. And you argue that we should integrate our work and personal lives, and I totally agree with that. Mm -hmm. Why why did you touch on that, and how do people do this? Well, you know, there's a funny story behind that. That that wasn't always so funny, but it's funny now only because I'm older and wiser. What I started to notice, I've been a lifelong entrepreneur, and what I started to notice when I was doing business deals is that anytime somebody said to me, now, Deb, I just want you to know, in this business deal, this is business. It's not personal. It's not anything personal. It's just business. When people said that to me, I was about to get screwed in a deal. Yep. You know, I was going to somehow get nailed. And <laughs> so... What I started saying to people after I'd been through a few rounds of this was, okay, wait a second. When when you are saying those words to me, I would like for you to pause for just a moment. And I would like for you to explain to me what is the difference between personal and business. 
And I would get all kinds of interesting stories. And, it, and you know, usually the person, not usually, always, 100% of the time, the person was flabbergasted that I would ask the question. But I would ask the question, and they would be, you know, taken aback, and, and I would hear all kinds of interesting responses. And what I would end up saying back to them is, okay, so here's what's funny. Business is very personal. If you got fired today, your feelings would be hurt, your ego would be phenomenally bruised, and you would be very self-conscious and paranoid about your performance from this moment forward. Tell me that business is not personal. And, of course, nobody can then deny it. They can make jokes about it. They can get sarcastic about it. They can get defended about it. But the reality is, is that in this world, we only want to do business with people who we like. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I don't care what any any government regulation, any law is. We will find a way to do business with people that we like. If I don't and like trust. You, yeah, and trust. And if I don't like you and you don't like me, it's not going to work. So, the likability factor is very personal. And here's the other funny thing. When people say to me, well, I don't understand what you're talking about. You know, I, I try to leave my business life at, 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 at work and my, in my home life at home. Okay, you just told me that you try to do that. Here's why it doesn't work. Because you go everywhere with yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, you carry your whole package along with you. So if if you come into work and your home life is, is very unhappy, you're going to bring that in. If you're angry or you're frustrated or something's really wrong, if something's breaking your heart, you're going to bring it in. I defy anybody who has a child dying of cancer to go to the workplace and not bring them with. You can't. Your heart is burdened. And if you're there, you don't want to be there. You want to be with your child and you bring it with you. And if you are in a workplace where people don't know your story, they're going to wonder what is wrong with you. You need to tell them. We need to share our stories with one another. Not that we don't want to attend to the work that we are there to do, but you can't do the work that you're there to do if you don't have people who understand what's going on with you so that they can make the necessary arrangements to deal with the reality of where your heart and your mind are. I totally agree with you. And on that note, it's time for us to go to break. Uh, We'll be right back in just a moment with more with Dr. Deb Carlin. So stay tuned. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Have you ever noticed that sometimes life just feels easier, especially when judgment of you or anyone else ceases to exist? What if you could function from that space all the time? What if gratitude is the key? Every time you are grateful for someone or something, a new universe opens up. What difference can you create in your life and the world from the energy, space, and consciousness of gratitude? Join us on Access Consciousness Presents Beyond Saying Thank You every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you ready to move to your next level? 
Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Every one of us confronts challenges that rock our world to the core, making us confused and disoriented, not knowing which way is up. On The Mother Rising, host Margaret Jacobson will nourish that spark that enlivens. You will be both empowered and inspired to create the changes leading you on your path to your own true freedom. Discover your worth and what you are capable of. Tune into The Mother Rising every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel, voiceamericaempowerment.com. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Dr. Deb Carlin. We're talking about her book, Build the Strength Within. And I think you're going to have to agree with me that we're going to have to have her back maybe several times. Um, Deb, you talk in the book about money, and it's something that we all deal with. Some of us not too well, others better. Um, and you say money is more than just currency and and you talk about how it impacts our self-respect and our self-image talk a little bit about the meaning of money and the role it plays in how people see themselves Mm -hmm. well you know people people think that currency the the dollar bills and the and the coins that we exchange are the real currency in our in our world and and that's not true the real currency is kindness because with kindness, you can get just about anything, genuine kindness, with good intention. Money is a tool. It's a tool by which we say to somebody, okay, I need this much money to have the life that I want to have. Now, how much money I need because I'm desperate for this amount and only this little base amount of the, the money to, to pay for my essentials. But we're putting a value into our own self. We make this big mistake of thinking that the money speaks for what our worth is. So if you're only willing to pay me $10 an hour and I've only asked for $10 an hour because my rent is $100 a month or, or $100 a week and so I figure well, I can cover it with that, we start operating in this kind of scarcity, poverty mentality. And we keep thinking, I only need enough to get by. 
And then before we know it, all we ever have is just enough to get by. And we never afford ourselves the opportunity for luxury and comfort. Money is is that tool that we want to be able to have a healthy relationship because when people say money is the root of all evil, no, it's not. And when people say money can't buy you happiness, uh, well, yeah, it kind of can. It kind of can. Yeah, when you have enough money to be able to cover all of your bills and still have money to be able to cover somebody else's bills and to take people out to dinner or on a vacation or to buy a second home or to get another car or pay for someone's education or medical bills or to be philanthropic and do whatever the heck you want, it does make you feel pretty happy. Now, you can't have happiness with even a billion dollars if you don't have a connection with yourself that is healthy and a connection with others that is healthy. Because if you're if you're a billionaire but you're a beast, nobody's going to want to do business with you even if you're giving away your money because you're going to be mean and nasty with how you do it. And we've all money, met people like that. Yeah, and it's not any fun. It's not, no. you know, there's purse strings attached to anything that they yeah. give you. Oh, geez. I want it's to exhausting. say, go home and count your change. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So when I when I started working on this book and I was thinking about the 11 areas that I know that everybody, these tens of thousands of people that I've worked with over the course of my career, what are the 11 themes that people get stuck on? And one of them is money, and I call it your fiscal, F-I-S-C-A-L, your fiscal comfort zone. I want people to think about how they think about money and how they think about their value and how the two are either integrated or they're disparate from one another. You know, a lot of people feel really funny about money. Oh, I don't want to talk about money. Oh, I don't want to charge you anything. Oh, we're friends. I won't charge you for that. Why not? My my service isn't worth more than this. Right. Yes. Yes. People do a fair amount of that. And so... I try to get people to think about their fiscal comfort zone. I don't try. I guide people to think about their fiscal comfort zone and to think about where would you like to be. We've got all kinds of great role models, several of whom I talk about in in my materials. And, you know, a guy like Jim Carrey, who wrote a check to himself for, I think it was $5 million, and he put it in his wallet and carried it around for years. Well, he was able to cash that check Yep. many times over now. We have to put our intentions where it is that we have our desires if we're going to get what we want out of this life. If you believe that you need to struggle, if you believe that you need to suffer, then that's where you'll be. That's right. you believe it. Yep. Yeah. You have a wonderful story about a man who didn't want to get his hands dirty because he grew up dirt poor is the way he said it. Can you tell us that little story? It's just so (laughs) wonderful. (laughs) Well, I really love this man and he, he is a, he is a true success story. He really did grow up dirt poor. He was without parents. He was, he grew up in an institutional setting and he wanted to, find a way to earn 
somehow, some dollars, some nickels, some quarters, because he knew enough to see that kids had things, even just milk and a sandwich, let alone the candy bar. And so he became a janitor sweeping floors. And he was cleaning. That was what he originally did. What happened over the years was he really did go from being dirt poor to investing in the company where he had been sweeping the floors, and he ended up buying that company. He went through the ranks. It was a real from the floor, from the bottom floor up to becoming the CEO of that company. And along the way, just became phenomenally wealthy and never forgot where it was that he came from. But every time he advanced and once he got to the top, he found that he wasn't getting happier. He never forgot that he was dirt poor. He never let go of that fear of being in poverty. And when I met him, he was extremely wealthy, and he was just sad. I mean, really sad. And as a matter of fact, his home was decorated, and it was a lot of brown. And I thought, I love the color brown, I love chocolate, but this is like a depressing tone of brown here. And so I invited him over because I thought there's got to be a breakthrough for this man. He wasn't a client. He was a friend. But I invited him over (laughs) to my garden for dinner with his wife and, and my then husband. And we actually had dinner in the garden. And as we were sitting outside, it started raining. And one of the things that I had read in a book by Julia Childs was that she and her husband used to go, and when the garden was ready for harvest, they would take a little stool and a bucket of water and a sharp knife and a Bernays sauce, and they would go sit at the head of cauliflower, and they would cut it off. Oh, yum. You know, dip it into the sauce and just eat. Well, the story is about the way that we set that up, and it starts raining, And it's muddy, you know, and and I'm laughing my head off because we're out there and we're, you know, drinking some nice wine and eating this fresh food and it's raining and the weather was perfect. So it wasn't like it was bitter cold or anything. It was a comfortable cooling kind of a rain on a warm night. And we started playing in the mud. And, And, you know, this guy just got happy. I mean, we were really silly and having fun with it. And... It just became so apparent to me that he had suffered because he came from dirt poor to filthy rich, and he really thought that he was filthy, that he was dirty somehow. Those metaphors, those images, those words, dirt poor, filthy rich, he felt bad about himself. He felt guilty from one side of poverty to the other side of wealth. And as we were playing in the mud, I said, look, 
You are filthy. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the mud. And look how rich it is. And it feels great. And this is from whence we came and from where we will return to. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. This is great. Let go of all of it. And he did. And he was happy. And it was a fun, wonderful time. This is a beautiful human being who has given so much back to his community locally and nationally. I don't know what he's done internationally, but... I would like for everybody to have that experience. We don't need to feel guilty about where it is we came from, and we certainly don't need to feel guilty about our wealth when we acquire it. We're not filthy, Rich. No. You're abundant. Share the abundance. And by the way, he was not a selfish man. He is not a selfish man. This is a man of great generosity. So it was so sad. It was so heartbreaking. So that was a real breakthrough. And it just, it put things in motion for me that metaphors really are so accurate. All those colloquialisms and things that we've got in our culture, they capture something of essence. They capture something that is so genuine and true. We need to pay attention to it. So if you're feeling filthy, go out and play in the mud. Go out and play in the mud. On that note, we're going to go to break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Deborah Carlin, saying stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Every one of us confronts challenges that rock our world to the core, making us confused and disoriented, not knowing which way is up. On The Mother Rising, host Margaret Jacobson will nourish that spark that enlivens. You will be both empowered and inspired to create the changes leading you on your path to your own true freedom. Discover your worth and what you are capable of. Tune into The Mother Rising every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? 
call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Deborah Carlin. We're talking about her book, Build the Strength Within. Um, Deborah, you've done something that I, I think is unique and, and really so good. You have a number, you have exercises all through the book for people to do for self-assessment and, you know, to set the tone for where they need to go with this blueprint that you're building. And you say this in front of those exercises, uh, answer honestly, if you don't, if you don't, then this is just a silly game that is a waste of time, especially yours. What did, uh, what did you want the reader to know from these instructions? What are, you know, what is the message here? It's pretty clear. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the message, the message is, is a couple of different things. One is, as far as I know, this is the only life we get. As far as I know, I am the only person that I get to be. And if I'm not honest with my own self, in the privacy of my own pages, in the book that I read, then where am I going to be honest? I have to begin to be honest with myself somewhere. And if I'm asked a series of questions that are all about me, why would I not take that seriously? Why would I not allow myself to put down my barriers and attend to it? When I take my last breath, do I want to say, oh, gosh, I really wish I had done it right? Or do I want to say, wow, this has been a great life. <laughs> I'm so yeah. happy with how I did it. And your questions are so... Good. They're so, I want to use the word enlightening. Um, you know, I've done a lot of these. I've read a lot of these books now, but your questions have, number one, they have a kindness to them. Uh, and, and they help you reveal more of who you are. And that brings such great freedom. You know, I love your questions. I hope everybody that gets your book um does those exercises with with an attitude of fun and and also seriousness and mm-hmm. and and I don't, don't know whether you had a chance to read the review of the book but I said if anybody can read you know I always say who should read this book and and for yours I said anybody who can read should read this book mm-hmm. um, and then do these exercises because they really are you know precious they're precious questions mm-hmm. they're helpful they're some of them very deep, some of them not, but most of them will reveal to you things that you may not have looked at before. Mm-hmm. You, you have some, I love your chapter on faith. Um, you, you, do, you do so many good things in this book. One of the things that caught me, though, you were talking about what happens when we die, and of course, no, not one of us really knows for sure. We'll find right. out, uh, but we don't right. know for sure. And you say, but what I do know is that I was created as a complete human being and I have the strength within me that I tap into and it brings me results that are vibrant and healthy uh, when I allow it. I love that, when I allow it. Why did Mm -hmm. we forget this? We all came in as enough. 
Why, why did we forget this? And how do we allow it so we can get it back? Well, when we're challenged in this life, we get scared. We get tiny. We shrink down. Now, when you're afraid, you hunker down. And yeah. it's really hard to spring forth and say, okay, I'm going to overcome this. When, when we're invited, after we've had sadness and despair and disappointment and even tragedy in our life, and we're invited back into happiness, it's often hard to accept it. Like, I don't want to go that way because I know it's only going to be temporary and then I'm going to feel bad again, so I'd rather just sit here and feel bad. I'd rather not allow happiness to come to me because, you know, it's not going to last. That's true. As a matter of fact, every time I'm really happy, I say to myself, one of my favorite mantras, I do this every day, this too shall pass. I say it when I'm happy. I say it when I'm sad. I say it when I don't feel so good, and I say it when I feel great. Because life is all about change. Every moment is different from the last. And that's the beautiful part of life. It is about the change and the way that we are limber and that we're flexible and that we're adventurous and that we are able to cope with the changes. When we resist life and what it brings to us, we're not, we're not allowing. We need to be courageous. We are courageous. That's the inner strength that we've got. Build upon it. Allow it. And you will be so happy. And if you get a hiccup, send me an email. Call me on the phone. My numbers are on the website. And, and, and you know, people, she really does mean that. You know, we are getting really right up to the end of the show. I can't believe it. I can't believe how fast this has gone. Uh, I could talk to you, get another cup of tea, and 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 go at it again. What's yeah. the thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today? You know, how can they start living their best life yet? What's the thought you'd leave with them to do this? I want people to understand that this book and this work and I did not come out of a frivolous space. This work was born out of a lot of tragedy that I have faced in my life and a lot of things that are so sad that if I shared them with you, I promise you, you would cry so hard. If I can do it, anybody can do it, and you can do it. Human beings are beautiful, and we all have tremendous capacity and inner strength. I plead with you and encourage you to build it, to trust it, and to build it. Buy the book. If you're hesitant, go to my website and take a sneak peek. Read all my other stuff. Look at the videos. Make me prove myself to you. But do it. And you have a great life. You deserve it. I love people. I want people to love themselves. Absolutely. Next week's guest is Ivy Larson. We've had her on before. She has a book called Clean Cuisine, and we're going to talk about Eating healthy over the holidays. Got to take care of this body. 
Deb, thank you so much for your for being so vulnerable, so transparent, so open, and for putting together this wonderful work of videos and book and questions. Just thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you so much. You are a wonderful host, and I, I look forward to doing more and more communication with you over time. We will keep in touch. This is Irene Conlon and my guest, Dr. Deborah Carlin, saying thank you so much for being with us today. Come back next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.